Banking institutions and retailers have for years been at odds over interchange fees, network rules, and consumer security obligations. But now these two groups are working to settle their differences, at least in part, to enhance cybersecurity collaboration in the wake of card breaches that are increasingly garnering congressional and public attention. Here, David Pomeran, the Senior Counsel and Assistant Vice President of the Consumer Bankers Association, discusses the ongoing security debate between bankers and merchants and why enhancements to card security are just part of the solution. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. David, one of the main concerns or issues for banking institutions, at least where retail payments security is concerned, is that there isn't any accountability for losses associated with breaches. Can you explain why and how banking associations, such as the CBA, feel that retailers need to be held more accountable? Sure, Tracy. Uh, uh, thanks for having me. Um, you know, to answer your question, last year in 2013, there were roughly 600 data breaches in the United States. If you look at the numbers and you break those down, most of the breaches occur within the retail on the business side of things. Only about 4% of total breaches last year took place in financial institutions. Now, even with those low breach numbers or breach percentages for financial institutions, banks often absorb the lion's share of costs associated with breaches. So the upfront cost of replacing card portfolios, um, reaching out to to consumers uh, to make sure that they're aware that a breach has occurred and also that their cards are being replaced and if they have any other questions or concerns to address those, those come with great cost to financial institutions that are borne upfront and often not reimbursed through any process by the merchants. Now, the fraud that ensues from these breaches, issuers are often responsible for making the consumer whole. We have zero responsibility or zero liability for for fraudulent purchases on debit and, and credit cards for most institutions. And so while the consumer can walk away and feel secure in using their card and that they will not be responsible for fraudulent purchases, banking institutions are often the ones covering the initial cost of those fraudulent charges. And so going forward, you know, this is an environment of of shared responsibility. Um, There are a lot of players in the payments ecosystem, uh, merchants, the the issuers, the consumer, and we feel that the the, the fair share of, of responsibility should be borne by those who are responsible for the breaches in the first place. David, in recent weeks, the CBA has partnered with other industry groups and associations from the retail industry to enhance information sharing and collaboration to fight some of these emerging cyber threats. What types of initiatives have been spearheaded so far? So there is an initiative to work with retailers and merchants to try to to communicate more effectively on data breach issues. Um, There has been a group that has been started, but the group is is, is relatively new. Um, It's a larger effort to find ways to work together. Um, As I said, it's it's still in the very early stages, and we're we're at this point trying to map out what everyone's role is going to be moving forward. But the most important thing to remember here is the dialogue. Uh, The dialogue is important so we can all get to a place so we can work together not just for you know, our respective industries, but for consumers. Um, the more we can discuss these issues in common, common ground, the better the consumer will fare in the future. And so, David, what ultimately would the CBA like to see happen? Well, I think, you know, in, in the spirit of, of the working group and what we've you know, said in the past, we'd like to see better coordination between those in the in the payment ecosystem, better notification standards, as, as we've often said in the past as well. There's 
uh, current systems that are in place for breach notification. There's a, there's a very piecemeal approach. It's, it's, it's by state law. Um, we would like to see some type of national breach notification system so that um, it's very clear what needs to be done when uh, when data is breached so merchants can be very deliberative in their breach notification and don't have to abide by the, 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 the piecemeal approach that's currently in place. And so what types of education or technical efforts, David, is the CBA encouraging banking institutions to take now in the wake of some of these recent retail breaches that we've seen? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of communication among banks and uh, or issuers of cards at this point. You know, I, I say this is, you know, banks are, are already on top of the issue. Um, we continue to innovate. We have some of the best security measures in place. Um, we are bound by federal law to uh, have procedures in place that will protect customer data um, that they entrust us with. Uh, you know, this is a standard that, um, it's, it's, it's national in scope. Um, we've, you know, we've advocated that you know other industries need to um, to abide by some type of, of standard as, as banks banks do, and, and, and firmly believe that because of these standards and because of our willingness and or compliance with these standards is why the breach levels at financial institutions are so low. So I'm, um, you know, we are as an association have communicate with our members is the need to continue to innovate and continue to find effective ways to keep consumers' data safe. David, you'll be participating on a panel that Information Security Media Group is hosting at its Fraud Summit in San Francisco on April 29th. What types of topics do you plan to tackle? I'd like to talk a little bit about the gap in compliance standards for retailers, what banks are doing currently, what we abide by. Again, this theme of of shared responsibility for data protection and what, as industries that have the same consumer interest in mind, need to do moving forward as far as what continued innovation, what what security measures are going to work, what's going to be in the best interest of, of the consumer. And, you know, these are all very big topics that are still playing out and, you know, merchants are very concerned about them, issuers are very concerned about them, and ultimately customers and consumers are very concerned and obviously want to be uh, feel secure in, in using their cards when they make everyday purchases. David, much has been said about EMV, the Europay MasterCard Visa standard. In terms of EMV or these so-called chip and pin payments, what should people at the Fraud Summit be really thinking about when it comes to adoption and what should they be prepared to discuss or explore? Well, EMV is, is a, a very big topic. EMV is nothing new. Uh, it's been around for many years. I think folks who are attending the, the summit should really be prepared to discuss how EMV chip technology fits into the, the greater picture, um, what it does accomplish, what it doesn't accomplish, where its weaknesses are, um, and then what other types of technology can we implement or, or what type of procedures can we implement that are going to help you know, strengthen those weaknesses in EMV or complement the EMV process so that, for example, in card net present transactions where EMV has, has had its, its problems, you know, we can make sure that there's other types of, of procedures and technology that are going to help keep that information secure as well. So I think, you know, talking about EMV in the context of the, of the bigger picture um, is something that I think folks should be willing to explore. Um, and then also, how does EMV get implemented over the next couple of years, and, and most notably before October of 2015?
David, it, this has come up numerous times in the recent congressional hearings that we've had about some of these retail breaches, and that is that EMV is not a silver bullet. What is CBA's take? Well, I mean, as I just said, I mean, EMV is, is an important part of the discussion. EMV technology can help better protect consumer information at the point of sale. But, again, it's not shown to be a very strong protection in the, in the form of card not present or Internet transactions, those type of transactions where a consumer is not actually signing anything or entering their PIN. So, again, going forward, we want to make sure that we're not putting all of our, you know, all of our eggs in one basket, uh, essentially, and we want to make sure that you know, all the cards are on the table and that we're considering all the avenues for payment um, in order to best protect the, the customer's information. So, so certainly EMV technology is important, again, but, you know, it's certainly not going to cure all the ills that are out there for data security. You know, and I will say this, that, you know, you know fraudsters are, are very savvy um, and uh, are constantly trying to improve the, the ways that they do their business. Uh, these are very organized people. Um, and it won't take long before they figure out the chip and pen technology. So we have to stay one step ahead of them, and that's going to take better communication uh, and great innovation on, on behalf of banks and merchants. And then, David, before we close, what advice would you like to offer to merchants and bankers about needed enhancements to detect, track, and stop card fraud? The continued dialogue, you know, I mean, it, it takes us all to play. I mean, the, the car technology that our, the, the chip technology, if put on cards, is useless unless merchants adopt chip technology that can be read at point of sale. So it takes mutual cooperation here in order to make sure that the technologies, while are working in a full circle, uh, and not just, you know, one-sided. So I would stress this dialogue. I would stress the importance of trying to find it within the business plans of, 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 of a merchant or with a banking institution um, the, the realities of you know, what it will cost to implement these, these technologies as opposed to what fraud actually costs, not just in the form of dollars and cents to the institutions, but also the bigger cost of fraud that um, affect consumers such as identity theft. David, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. My pleasure. Thanks, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from David Pomeran of the CBA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.